Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, everybody. Good morning. This is Heidi St. John. Happy Monday to you. Today is July 30th. It's Mailbox Monday. And I'm going to be answering a question from a sweet mom who is wrestling with something that a lot of us are wrestling with today. Today is a little bit of a tender topic. So if you have young children uh, listening, this is kind of your warning. You might want to listen to this one by yourself first. But God's word is not silent on the issues that we are dealing with. Uh, as a nation and, and as a world today. Lots of things are changing around us, but God doesn't change. So stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. All right. So there's a couple things that uh, I get. I'm going to address a question from a, a mom named Julie today. But Julie, if you're listening, uh, I want you to know that you're not alone. I actually get this question a lot, and I've been trying to avoid it lately at the podcast because I feel like I get it so much. I talk about it maybe too much here, uh, but I'm realizing this is happening more and more and more. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and and jump into this. This is episode number 641, and I was just telling uh, my husband a little while ago, I feel like uh, the world's on fire sometimes. And I think we can easily be discouraged, but I don't want you to be discouraged by what's happening around you, by the shift that you see in the culture. Um, if you stand for the things of the Lord, you're going to get shot at. Uh, a couple of uh, weeks ago, I guess maybe not that long ago, a few days ago, I don't know, July 18th, whenever that was, um, I posted uh, a video of a man um doing Drag Queen Story Hour. And parents are bringing their little kids, and he, this guy is reading this man dressed in, you know, really bad makeup, by the way, <laughs> but just glitter and fake breasts and a wig and everything. And then you see these pictures of these little girls. It, it just, I literally cried. It just broke my heart. And since I posted that, it's been seen, I want to say uh, 24 million times. And I posted it on my page and I said, um, I am, this stuff should never be marketed to children. Uh, whatever happened is letting our children be children. And I am just over what is happening in the public library. I'm so over this gender fluid nonsense uh, that is happening in the culture that, you know, telling our kids, you can be whatever you want to be, even if you can't. And so it's, uh, you know, I've gotten to a point where I'm uh, full of what I would say is just righteous indignation. We should be angry about this. Uh, if Jesus can walk into the the temple and be angry enough to turn over the tables and say, why are you turning uh, my father's house into a marketplace? Uh, he also said that we are to, that if you lead little children astray, you're better off to have a millstone hung around your neck and get thrown into the river. We should care about this. So I I put it out there, and boy, I'll tell you what, some of the most hateful, uh, it was hard on me. Actually, I, I had some of my staffers go through and delete. I mean, people, I had people uh, threatening my life, people telling me uh, just all manner of, I had to add more words to the banned word list on my page. Uh, but you know what? We are called to speak the truth in love. 
And uh, one of the one of the first people to comment said, "Wooey, uh, lots of Christians here casting the first stone, proving just how unwelcome a gay person would be in their church. That's really sad. Just because people are different from what is normal to you doesn't make them bad. This person is brave. Who asks the most pointed, unfiltered, brazen questions? Children. This is just a safe and gentle way to let little ones know that there is diversity in all aspects of humanity. Okay, <laughs> Sarah, you're wrong. Yes, they ask all kinds of unfiltered, brazen questions. And guess what? We don't always answer them. And we certainly don't answer them with lies. This is what makes me so upset. Children are not asking these questions. Adults are shoving this topic on them. We are saying, hey, children, did you know that you little princess girl, you could be a prince? The girl didn't ask that question. This question was put on the child. And the Bible says in Isaiah, woe unto them that call evil good and good evil and exchange darkness for light and light for darkness. A woe unto them. And this is a woe unto us. I mean, this is uh, this is sad to the nth degree. And this is happening all over the place. I'm hearing from librarians that are so frustrated that they don't know what to do. Um, I heard from a woman, she said, Heidi, I do art programs at libraries in Massachusetts during the summer. And when I was checking on my program's registration, I was surprised to see not only a drag queen story time, but an LGBT indoctrination program for kids at one local library. Also, in reviewing the latest Percy Jackson books, in one of the first chapters, they introduce a gender-fluid character. They are pushing perversion on our kids, and parents are going to have a hard time knowing that it's happening because they're putting it in everywhere. And this is exactly what is happening. And when you speak out against it, you will will be persecuted. You will be, people will will throw uh, verbal rocks at you, if not real ones. And uh, we have responsibility to stand in the gap for our children. And I believe it's a spirit. I, I, you know, I've been watching this happening, this, we're basically turning into uh, Corinth, into the church in Corinth. I mean, just read, you know, first and second Corinthians, the modern day culture that we live in has turned to Rome Uh, into ancient Rome and ancient Corinth, where they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. And the Bible says that they suffered for it, and we will suffer for it. And so parents, this is your responsibility. Um, This is not about judging. This is about using wisdom and using discernment and not allowing your children to be exposed to something that is as evil as this. We want our children to hopefully just enjoy uh, childhood. And speaking of enjoying childhood, I keep, I've keep i gotten several letters from a bunch of you now who have seen the new season of Anne with an E come out, which I now know, uh, I haven't watched it, but I've heard from several of you that there is definitely uh, a gay storyline in there now, which I'm thinking, dude, the author of Anne of Green Gables is turning in her grave. This is never what she intended. But for some reason, we have this agenda, we got to put you know, human uh, human sexuality or a perverted human sexuality has to be put into everything that we promote to children today. And it is heartbreaking. So uh, this letter came to me like so many others uh, from a mom. Her name is Julie. And Julie, I want to thank you first of all for writing. If you guys have questions that you'd like addressed, please do what Julie did. Shoot me an email, podcast at thebusymom.com. And we will try to work through uh, these questions. So uh, Julie says, Heidi, thank you for standing firm and for listening to God's voice and being a voice uh, in this dark world. So, uh, Julie, you're welcome. Thank you for that encouragement. After a week of getting uh, crucified on Facebook, I appreciated, I appreciated uh, the encouragement. She said, that said, I was wondering if you could address a question I have on your podcast. I grew up in a Christian home 
and became a Christian when I was five. Went to Christian school, Bible school overseas, Christian college. I was a missionary for two years, so I feel as if I should know, quote, all the things. That being said, about 10 years ago, I stopped living the life that Christ would have me live and decided that my way was better than his. Julie, I think a lot of us do that. Uh, that's, I mean, this is so common and, and I love your transparency here because uh, walking with the Lord uh, is not always easy, but God loves us. And I love that you have a redemption story. Um, she goes on to say, thankfully, he called me back to him about 10 months ago and has turned my life upside down. I have not missed a day of reading my Bible since then and have heard God speak to me in so many ways during this time. God has truly been breaking my heart for what breaks his. What you've been talking about on your podcast and all that has been going on in our nation, when it comes to the transgender movement, I am deeply saddened by. The fact that I am raising children in this time terrifies me a bit and is something that I take to God daily. So when I got into a discussion with a friend about this very thing, because of a friend of ours who's getting a divorce because her husband's decided he wants to be a woman. I was saddened and frustrated by the fact that I literally could not think of anything to say, so I kept my mouth shut. My friend clearly does not have a problem with people who choose this lifestyle and believes we need to be accepting of their decision. I struggle so much with hard topics like this when they come up with knowing how to respond. Later, I wished I had at least said something like, I believe with all my heart that God never makes mistakes and he has made us each male or female for a reason. It says in his word that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. So why should we make someone a man if he was truly meant to be a woman? But instead, I was silent. Not because I was afraid to say something, but because I never seemed to be able to know what to say in the moment. Am I not tuned in enough with God's voice and knowing what he would have me say? Or is he truly always wanting me to be quiet? I don't believe that the latter is true for this reason, and it saddens me that I seem to be incapable of speaking out in love when it comes to hard matters or speaking out for Christ. This is something that has truly been burdening me lately and something that I'm bringing to the Lord, but would like to know if you have any advice for me in this area. So first of all, um, I want you to know, I don't think that you're alone. I think this is hard for everybody. This is not a topic that we grew up talking about. Uh, this is not. This is relatively recent. This uh, descend into this descent into the insanity that is the transgender movement, and so I think. Uh, and if you come out and you say, "Oh no, that's not true," it's like the emperor has no clothes, right? I think. I think most everybody can see that this is mental illness. But if you say it's mental illness, then you're going to be decried as a bigot and a hater. And they're going to tell you that you're judgmental and they're going to take that verse in Matthew 7 out of context like we see it happen so often. But I just want to encourage you, first of all, uh, to be like David. Even King David struggled with boldness. It's uh, it's the reason why uh, one of the theme verses for Becoming Momstrong is found in Second Corinthians where uh, it says, I cried out to you and you made me bold because we have this hope. We can be very bold. We are bold not because of anything that we do or anything that we have, we're bold because of the truth of the word of God, which doesn't change, it makes us bold. And I, I've been encouraging librarians that have been writing to me today, or not just today, uh, for weeks now, months even, so many letters from parents who are saying, oh my word, you're right, this is in my child's school, it's in my child's sex ed curriculum, what do I do? Well, you first, the first thing that we do is we go before the Father and we say, Lord, help us to know what you want us to do. Help us to engage the people around us with truth and with love because that's what Jesus would have done. Um, and and we don't, we're not here to, uh, you, can't, you can't change somebody's mind, right? Only the, only the Lord can do that. So it has to start 
with prayer, but I think God's people who have the hope of glory inside of them, we have the hope of heaven. We know that this life isn't all there is, and it makes us bold because what's the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing that can happen uh, to us, the way that we think about it, right, is that we we would die. But if you think about this, uh, Jesus died. His apostles died, many of them brutally. Uh, they, they took a stand for Christ and they were hated for it. Jesus said, in this world, you will have trouble, uh, but take heart, I have overcome the world. He says, if they hate you, don't be surprised. They hated me first because the light cannot commingle with the darkness. That's why uh, that bumper sticker coexist drives me so many hundred different kinds of crazy. This idea of tolerance is a lie. Uh, we are the, the you know these religions. Uh, light is not tolerant of the darkness. If you turn on a light in a dark room, the darkness is going to go away. Why? Because they don't coexist. They can't coexist. And so I want to just encourage you: um, if you feel a stirring in your spirit, and this is generally when it, what how it happens for me. If I know that God wants me to say something, usually my heart will start to race, and I'll just be like, no, 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 no. I know a lot of you think I'm really bold, and I just I love talking about controversial topics. Truth is, um. I, I don't, I'm not that bold. I don't love talking about this stuff. It's for me at this season of my life is an act of absolute obedience. I don't like having my life threatened online. Uh, but I feel like God is saying, um, I'm gonna give you what you need. And Julie, he'll give you what you need. And if you feel like God's asking you to speak, speak and trust that God will speak through you. For those of you who are discouraged and frustrated by what's happening in the libraries, the, the people that are pushing this agenda are hoping that you will remain quiet. And I keep thinking about Mordecai's exhortation to Esther, whose life really was uh, in danger and in peril for standing up for what was right. You know, the the Jews were about to be murdered by a madman, and King Xerxes had given it his okay, and uh, Esther went before the king literally on threat of death, and she said, if I perish, I perish. You remember her her, uh, cousin Mordecai, when he realized that Esther had an opportunity to speak the truth and maybe make a difference for the Jewish people, he didn't cut her any slack because she was young and inexperienced and this is gonna maybe cost her her life. He said, listen, you can go in there and uh, you can be quiet if you want to. And you can ignore this if you want to. He said, but relief and deliverance for the Jews will rise up from another place because he knew that God's heart was for God's people. But he said, as for you, you and your father's family will perish. He didn't say, oh man, this is really hard. I can understand why you wouldn't want to go before Xerxes. That that dude is pretty scary. And he, you know what, Esther, stay home. You know, go get a facial. No. Uh, he said, who knows but that you were born for such a time as this. And I really believe this is the battle cry. This is the heart behind prayers for the battlefield. It was the heart behind becoming mom strong. I really believe that you were born for this. You were born right mom, right dad, right place, right time. God knew that we were gonna be born at this time in history. And our mandate has not changed. So the world may be changing around us, but the mandate hasn't changed. And so uh, as as Christians, our ultimate goal should be talking to people about Jesus. And uh, in the spiritual realm, uh, lost men can't find their way to Christ without directions. And so we've been entrusted with the message of the gospel, and we should be able to point other people to Christ. And so we want to be able to say, Lord, help me do this. We want to be unafraid to initiate conversation, to uh, build rapport with our friends, and be able to speak to them about the truth according to the word of God um, in love. 
And so we, I think, you know, our evangelism muscles are kind of weak. So I'm going to be, we're going to be talking about that a little bit this fall, really a zeroing in on evangelism and reminding you, teaching you how to be an evangelist. We have a message uh, to steward and that message is the gospel. And it used to be that um, the culture, I think, was more accepting of the message of the gospel. Um, even if they didn't appreciate the message, they might listen they might not listen. Now what happens is we share a message of truth and they they skip the message completely and go straight to the messenger and they attack the messenger. And so we need to be uh, to be ready for that. But I just want to encourage you uh, that the truth that we exist on and live on and base our lives on as Christians is based on the truth, the basic truths of the Bible. And one of those truths is that God created us in his image, male and female. This is a universal truth that's been given to us uh, by our creator. By our creator God, he, God is our savior, he's our judge, he's just, he is the Lord over all. And so he has to govern our conversations and, uh, and even the opportunities that come before us. So I just wanna encourage you today, just like the apostle Paul said, we speak out because we have the hope of heaven inside of us. Jesus is our hope, he is, uh, he's our savior, and everything that we do as believers should point people back to the truth of God's word. And that includes um, talking about difficult things. You know, do I want this to be the, the topic of every conversation that I have uh, with my kids? No. But listen, this what is happening right now is child abuse. It's an indoctrination. It's confusing. Um, it's, it's, it's wickedness. It's the height of wickedness that we would allow our children uh, to be subjected to this. And parents, you're gonna have to stand in the gap. You're gonna have to stand in the gap. Grandparents are gonna have to stand in the gap. Aunts and uncles and people who know the Lord Jesus need to protect our children uh, from this. This is what God would have us uh, do. So I just wanna encourage you, uh, stay in there for your children. When you're discouraged, go before the Lord, ask him to give you the boldness that you need. The Bible says uh, in Proverbs that right words spoken in the right time are like apples of gold in a silver setting. Sometimes God may want you to be quiet and sometimes he may want you to speak. The key is to know when and then to walk in obedience. You can do this not because of anything you've done, but because of the Holy Spirit who resides in the heart of every believer. This is God's heart for you. If you guys haven't joined me over at MomStrong International, we continue these conversations over there and through the Bible study at momstronginternational.com. Um, if you love this podcast, I would I would appreciate it if you would review it over at iTunes. If you've not uh, yet reviewed Becoming MomStrong over at Amazon, if you anywhere you guys can leave uh, book reviews or tag me on Instagram or any of those things, it helps us get a message of hope and healing to uh, this generation who are raising children in a very confusing and very wicked uh, time. And so uh, we want to encourage people back to back to the Bible. That's what we're doing at MomStrong International. It's a great way for you to support this ministry. I just want to encourage you that that encourages us. So if you're looking for a way that you can support us, that is really the best way to do it is to become a member of the Bible study there. It's $8 a month. And I'm telling you, your little $8 goes a whole long way toward helping us get this podcast out there. And in return, you're going to get a fantastic study that you can do um, with your kids. You can apply to be a leader at MomStrong International. Uh, we would love to see you do that. If you would like to donate to this ministry, we would be thrilled to have you do that. MomStrong International is really a part of Firmly Planted Family, which is the nonprofit organization. And you can write to us and send support to us at 11100 Northeast 34th Circle, Vancouver, Washington, 98682. 
Thank you, everybody, for listening. We are praying for you to be strong and courageous. The Lord of Heaven's armies is at your side. I'll see you back here on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.